Welcome to another episode of Tell Me More. I'm your host, Mariam, and your 24-7 motivation source. This is a podcast where we explore the art of personal growth and self-improvement. So whether you're looking to improve your relationships, your career, your health, or your overall well-being, my podcast offers you practical tips and advice that is very easy to apply in your everyday life. Each week, I bring you conversations with experts and practitioners who share their insights, strategies, and stories about how not just exist, but to live and learn and to be more comfortable and confident with yourself. So whether you're just starting off in your self-improvement journey or you're a seasoned pro, this podcast is just for you. So join me each week as we explore new ideas, challenge our thinking, and ultimately create the life that we want. So let's get started for today. It's so great to have you here today. And I'm just so glad that, you know, we can talk about this topic and we can share it with our combined audience. And I'm just so glad that, you know, there's somebody who is in their 20s who's already thinking this way. So so starting with, you know, the first question, the first question that I would like to ask you is that what do you think is like the first you know, kind of a few, let's say, a few or uh, habits that every 20-something should start with? Mm-hmm. It's a great question, and I can't help but be biased when answering because these are habits that I have um, basically adapted into my own life or adopted into my own life. But I would start off with reading, journaling, uh, a weird one out of left field, listening. Pe- many people don't think that as a habit. But listening, and I'll throw in a little bonus, visualizing. Um, you know, meditation is an important habit to adopt. I can't keep my mouth or my my mind quiet enough. So I have started visualizing as a habit. It's kind of my cheat sheet until I can actually meditate. Um, but definitely those three, and I can go deeper into any of those as much as you'd like. Well, definitely. Those are three amazing points. And I think I can really resonate with you when it comes to meditation. Because as you said that you cannot get your mind to just, you know, shut down. Well, there's a big misconception about meditation that you have to go completely saintly on it and you don't think anything. Quite the contrary, as you mentioned, that you can visualize at that point of time. But it's not about not thinking anything. It's about being able to control what you're thinking. So whether it's even for five minutes or 10 minutes that you can get your mind to a standstill, it's about practicing how you can control your mind. And it's not about that. It's just going to happen. You are going to have intrusive thoughts. You are going to have these thoughts that are going to, you know, keep on nagging you at that one time. But that's exactly why we meditate in order to calm our mind down, in order to, you know, segregate whatever is going on in your mind at that particular time. And one more thing uh, that you mentioned about, you know, listening. I think that's an amazing point because not many people understand that listening and hearing is different. It's not the same thing. You have to definitely cultivate it as a habit. It's not something that just naturally comes to you. So, yeah, these are two really great, three really great points. And uh, I was just wondering because a lot of people have, you know, questions related to how much time does it take to cultivate a habit? So what what are your thoughts on that? What do you think is the idle time that you would be able to cultivate a habit in? Yeah, so studies on how long it takes to actually 
cultivate a habit into your daily routine or ritual, whatever, it varies. So some books will say it takes 21 days, which is about three weeks. And some say it'll take, you know, 120 days. It really does vary on the complexity of habit. Do you want your habit to be you're flossing every day? That's pretty simple to adopt. Or, you know, is your habit going to be going to the gym five days a week? If you're someone that's going zero days a week, that's going to be, you know, that's going to take time to adopt. Um, so it definitely depends on the complexity of the habit um, to determine how long it'll take. But there are certain steps that you can take to kind of ensure that it happens easier and quicker, which I can go into a little bit later. But on a, on a high level, I would say there's habit stacking, which I can explain a little bit later. There is uh, making it easy, you know, you know, making uh, your environment kind of make it easier for your habits and make it easy through your environment, breaking it down into little bit chunks, habit stacking and making it very specific. Those are all ways to kind of make habits easier to adopt. Completely agree with your point. And, you know, when you mentioned about habit stacking, again, a lot of people have these questions that uh, when you get into a habit of doing something, you probably do it for 21 days. Or let's say uh, you do it for two or three days and you start doing it. And after that, you kind of leave it for a bit or you leave it for a day. And then you feel like you have to start all over again. Do you think that really applies? And could you just elaborate a little more on habit stacking for our listeners who don't know what habit stacking is? Yeah, to answer your first question, absolutely not. I don't think it's true that if you, you know, like, oh, went to the gym Monday, then Tuesday, and then Wednesday, and oh, I didn't go Thursday, now I got to restart from scratch. I think, um, you know, it, hurt, it hurts your ego a little bit, but I think, it, you know, hope is not lost. You just keep on going. And there's a lot of what I'm saying is coming from the book. Many of your listeners might recognize it. You might, Atomic Habits by James Clear. So an example that he uses is, I believe it was a comedian, um, Seinfeld. So Jerry Seinfeld, right? He does the whole put an X on the calendar and do not break that chain. Keep that chain going as long as you can. And if you screw up, don't break it twice. You know, just get right back back on the horse. So I think hope is not lost. Just get back on the horse and start that chain again and go as long as you can. Um, now, habit stacking on a simple version is just taking a pre-existing habit that you've already had, it's already established, and using it as a trigger to basically add another minor habit below that. So the example that he uses is, like I said, with, with, with flossing. You know, you brush your teeth every night already. That is the trigger for flossing. Just, you know, floss it. And if you want to use the break it down method, floss one twos. Then three, then four. You know, if you floss one twos, you're kind of... You're going to flog the whole, whole row, whole row. Um, and then, you know, how I adopted it is um, I get ready every morning, you know, wake up, make my bed, go downstairs, you know, do my face, whatever I need to do. And then I have my gym clothes right there. It's following that trigger habit of, you know, washing my face, whatever, and I leave and go to the gym. So habit stacking, basically adding a new habit to an already existing habit. I've the same book and along with habit stacking, the other thing that I tried to, you know, go along with was habit tracking. So on my bulletin board uh, at my desk, what I used to do is every single day tick uh, a mark here or near the date 
and it kind of reminded me so there were different you know color ticks that were there and I, it used to remind me that okay yeah i've meditated today i've read a, a little bit you know of whatever i was reading at today i've probably practiced um spanish today whatever it was i used to just make that little tick of that particular color too and it was kind of like you know an assurance to me that yes okay you are committing to this completely and it kind of gives you this um motivation to keep going because you don't want to break the streak and i've even mentioned it in one of my previous episodes that rather than trying to keep up with a snap streak why don't you try to keep up with like a habit streak because it's not something that's going to be really cool right now and you might not think that oh my god it's so boring to be in a routine but in hindsight 10 years down the line it's going to be one of the coolest things that you did for yourself and that's when you get to flex about it amen to that and what on and sorry about that mm-hmm. one thing to add cuz that's a great practice that you're doing is the tracking you know using the calendar and it's 11 o'clock at night and you, you didn't do it that day it is 100% fine to do it half your ha- halfway that day you know if usually you journal one page a day and it's midnight and you're about to go to sleep write three sentences you don't have to do a whole page or if you typically go to the gym for an hour but you only have 30 minutes in you go for 30 minute it is much better to do something 50% 25% 70% than to not do it at all so just to keep that streak going give as much as you can that day and it counts I think people really need to be cognizant about the fact uh, that habits good or bad they just creep in really easily so good habits obviously do take longer periods of time to you know cultivate but bad ha- habits can cultivate in very easily and uh, if you're taking a break or if you cannot physically go ahead and do your habits because you're unwell or something be cautious because the first day it's going to be okay the second day it's going to be still fine from the third day you're going to get into this bad space and you're just going to be like it's okay i'll do it next week the next week is going to become the next month the next month's going to become six months and then you're going ahead and you have messed up another year so might as well just you know try to stick to your habits as much as possible uh definitely you can have your cheat days your skipping days whatever it is if you're unwell you can you know relax a little and not feel guilty about it but um, yeah these things really really matter yeah i think it's particularly easy to fall back into bad habits unfortunately seemingly more so bad than good habits um but it is kind of like a muscle memory So I do think kind of like if you skip the gym for 2 weeks you're gonna feel bloated, you're not gonna be as strong, but once you're back in there for 1 week, you're almost to that same level again. So it's gonna be uncomfortable at first, but I think you can slip right back into it and just follow the same steps you use to develop it. Use habit stacking. Alter your environment to make it easier. Uh, make it more specific. Well, so let's say the next 2 weeks it's Christmas time or Hanukkah or whatever you're celebrating. and you're just eating a bunch and you're not working out be specific say january 1st at you know 9 in the morning i'm going to the gym for an hour at this location and i will continue to go x days a week just be as specific as possible to ensure it happens right that's true that's really true and i think that's the same thing when you're setting goals up read it somewhere and if you mentioned that i'm going to complete this particular goal in these many days and you break it down into mini steps okay it actually works out and you do it exactly that way and your goals become a little more achievable 
And um, even when you mentioned about habits, there's another thing that uh, James Clear mentions in his book, and that is to keep achievable goals. And your goals shouldn't be something like if you're going to the gym, it shouldn't just be that I want to look good, or it shouldn't be something which is, you know, after you reach that particular goal, you stop doing it. It should be kind of something which is on a bigger theme that you want to, you know, probably be healthy or you don't want to feel lethargic. And whenever that happens, your goal and your habits as such, your goal remains the same and your habits, whether it could be via yoga or, you know, meditation or through gym, you still manage to do those things and you still manage to keep your, you know, body healthy. So that's one more thing I feel, you know, people could follow. Um, when it comes to cultivating habits, what do you think is the biggest obstacle? Why do you think people, you know, move away from cultivating a good habit? Mm-hmm. Definitely just human nature of wanting to be comfortable. It is just human nature. We are most comfortable um, and we're kind of adverse to change. So, you know, if our habit is we do have a nine to five job, we wake up at eight, we fight traffic, we come back home at five, we're tired, we want to eat, watch Grey's Anatomy, they go to bed, you know, or, you know, fill in the X, you don't have to watch Grey's Anatomy. But, you know, we're comfortable with that. So all of a sudden, if we start saying, okay, you know, I'm going to go to the gym right after work and it's it's not what you're used to, it's not comfortable and you don't want to sweat. Um, So it really takes a lot of willpower. And just like our man, James Clear, says is willpower does have its limits. It's it you can get it drained. So maybe if you know, you know yourself at 5 p.m., I'm hungry, I'm tired. Okay, then, you know, yourself do it at seven that morning, seven in the morning or something when when it's easiest to have that willpower within you. So definitely find it's going to be uncomfortable your your brain's not going to like it your body's not going to like it but find your own ways to have that willpower i honestly think when you're setting any kind of habits you need to keep it in mind that whatever habits you're setting they need to be achievable so if you have a particular habit or you have a particular goal that you want to achieve break it down into smaller habits break it down into smaller goals and then try to break it down into micro goals and, you know, keep a certain time. Like probably if you take the first week, be like, I'm going to do X, Y, Z stuff only in like this one week. And then you can keep on building upon it. And within a few weeks, you'll know that you've already cultivated a habit. And that's how you can like build your habits and achieve your goals step by step, you know, micro goals at a time. Another thing that, you know, was mentioned in the book when James Clear speaks about habits He also speaks about having habits which are purposeful. They're not something which are very short-lived. So mostly when people, you know, go to the gym, they have something in mind that I want to lose five kgs or I want to look a certain way. And once they achieve that, they kind of reach this point of, um, you know, I'm not going to do anything more than this. So instead of keeping your goal something that is achievable in terms of like, you know, just losing five kgs or uh, looking aesthetically pleasing, what you can do is that you could probably keep your goal as I want to be healthy or I want to be more active or I want to be something which is, you know, a little more long term. So no matter how you do it, whether you go do it by going to the gym or you do it by doing yoga or by running or anything, you still achieve that goal. So if it's about being healthy, you can be healthy by eating right, you can by sleeping right, you can be healthy by, you know, running about or whatever it is. 
So your goal remains the same. It is more purposeful, but just your way of attaining it, you know, differs. Uh, the biggest thing now he gives a lot of advice and one we haven't even addressed yet is identity, basically tying a habit to your identity. So you're not just reading five pages a day. You're a reader. You're not just writing. You know, you're a writer. Um, it's not so much that one for me, but I just thought it needed to be set. The one that really helps me the most is breaking it down in baby steps. I don't always dive head first. So when I started, you mentioned meditating. And how long did you say you can meditate now? 15 minutes? For 15 minutes, match to match without thinking anything. And then the yeah, thought was, Yeah, that's phenomenal. That's fantastic. So that was my goal that I set for myself. I started at 30 seconds. And it took me literal, this is so sad, but my brain's so scattered. Like a few months and I'm at two minutes now of pure quiet. But, you know, it's the generally improvement. So I used to journal a um, couple sentence a day, what I'm grateful for. Now I journal a full page a day, several categories. I used to say I'm going to read one page a day. Now I'm reading about 30 pages a day. So really break it down. Don't tell yourself, oh, I'm going to the gym and I'm going to do this X, Y, and Z for 20 minutes. It's I'm not going to the gym. I'm just going to drive to the parking lot. Okay, I'm here. Now I'm going to now I'm going to scan my key. All right, now I'm just going to get on that treadmill because it's there and I might as well go for five minutes. And then it's it's do the baby steps. You know, don't look at the big picture all the time because it can be daunting. And another thing is with reading. So I like to read a lot, but then for people who do not enjoy reading much or who think reading is too tedious, I think one thing that you can try is that I keep two different books. So I don't just read one book at a time. I have an intellectual book or something which is related to self-help or something that teaches me something, which is for my early mornings because that's what my teachers taught me. That's what my mentors have always taught me, that morning time you retain, retain way more and you have a fresher mind. But by the end of the day, I know I'm exhausted. I know I don't have the time to read everything and understand all these heavy things that I want to read. So I just move on to something which is fictional, something which is, you know, imaginative and it makes me, you know, calm down. It makes puts me in a lighter note and I sleep on a lighter note. Yeah, that's great. And that's Sorry. awesome that you know yourself enough to say, you know, I'm going to read a book that's going to help me, that's going to be productive, whether that's marketing, sales, personal development, whatever. But you're also going to read something that makes you happier and easier at night like Percy Jackson which I love that series um and so it's a happy medium you know you can listen to business podcasts in the morning or on the way to work but if you also want to listen to you know true crime podcasts 10 minutes a day at the end of the day uh treat yourself to that reward yourself that's fine that's the only thing and uh, I mean when it comes to how that's also what you said about the environment I totally agree that your environment really, really matters. You mentioned before about the environment, you know, that you have to have around you when you're building habits. So when I was trying to build my uh, habit of like sleeping in early and waking up early, I was battling with insomnia and during COVID, that's the time when I started actually working on it. So I started taking help for it and everything. So at that point of time, it was very difficult for me to obviously get up in the morning because that was the time when I used to actually get some shut eye. But eventually when things started falling back into place, what I started doing was that I used to not keep my phone, uh, you know, my alarms on my phone. I actually got like an 
old school clock where you'd hit it, snooze it, and you know, stop it. And I used to go and keep my cell phone in a different room. So that that was not the first thing that I engaged with in the morning. Uh, secondly, I really wanted to cultivate a habit to do yoga early in the morning. So what I did was that I had my mat close to my bed. So the first thing that I saw in the morning was the mat. And eventually I started rolling it out. The first thing I touched when I got off my bed was a yoga mat. And then at this point of time, you start feeling guilty that you know everything has been made easier for you and you're still not doing it. And it's not about making yourself feel guilty, but it's about, you know, stacking these things up. It's about making it a little more easier, making your environment a little more friendly towards your habit so that till the time you get like completely addicted to it, you have all of these props helping you out. Um, It's weird because I don't know if a specific person gave me this or told me this in some dramatic moment or if it's just some chart I saw on Instagram it it could have been either or but I think about it about a hundred times a day and it might help people like you or your listeners but really it's oh what's the saying it's just a chart and it's like can you control it no Mm -hmm. then don't worry about it can you control it yes then don't worry about it do something about it and I think because I you know have I used to have school related anxiety and now I can have like work related anxiety and when I I hear that I'm like why am I anxious? There's nothing I can do about it. Or why would I stress out about this? I, I can do X, Y, and Z and resolve it right now. That has just changed my life when I think about it a hundred times a day. That's really nice. Like I have one more, okay, which is along the same line. So one of my close friends, she once told me, okay, I, again, I have a lot of anxiety issues that come up, okay? And she's like, okay, if this thing is not taken place yet and you're feeling scared about it, you're you know, probably putting yourself through hell right now. And if, let's say, if it goes down, okay, and it's not according to the way you wanted it to be, you're already going to feel bad even at that point of time. So you're basically making yourself feel bad twice. Okay, on the despair, yeah. You're feeling bad because it might not happen. And then if it doesn't happen, you're going to make yourself be bad, feel bad again, okay? And uh, that really hit me. And that's what, you know, what you said. I started taking things uh, that I could control into consideration. I'm like, I've done my best now. Whether I see and whether it goes forward, whatever it is, that's not in my control. That's like all external factors. And it does make me feel better. Like, I don't feel that anxious anymore. No doubt there are certain moments when anxiety does creep in. It's very difficult mm-hmm. to keep it out completely. But this really helps to know what you can control and what you can Exactly. And that's a whole other podcast episode on its own is how to handle fear and anxiety, which is really just annoying. Um was the word unreasonable sounds in your brain you know it's just something it's just a perception and you know i fight it myself too but it's it really is controllable and it's a little clue for yourself that if you're not feeling fear or uncomfortability in certain situations you're not doing something right you you gotta you gotta have that fear because that means you're going down the right path and you're making change and you're improving fear is progress as uncomfortable as it is um, anxiety is kind of a different story. Anxiety is not progress, but that's a different story. And No, but it's it's definitely manageable. And like like your friend said, there's no point in in stressing over something twice. You're putting yourself through it twice, and the first time it has hasn't even happened. And then you know my same chart that I think of every single day. If you can control it, there's no reason to worry. And if you can't. There's no reason to worry. You can't do anything about it. And that really has helped. Yeah. 
there are people who are struggling with mental health uh, illnesses and it's really difficult it's very easy to speak about these habits when you know things are okay for you and things are fine for you but for people who are struggling with things it's very difficult for them to even do the basic things of it like getting up and just brushing their teeth what would you suggest to people who are struggling with you know any sort of mental health illnesses and how would you tell them to you know go ahead and cultivate any sort of habits that they want to Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, God, I can't even help but just kind of reiterate the the baby steps, just little step by steps. If you have anxiety that day and it's really hard to get going, don't beat yourself down for only reading one page. Lift yourself up for having read a page and you didn't break the chain. You know, you you got to make that check mark on the calendar and really celebrate that. So that's also something we didn't talk about is, and James Clear also mentions, is rewarding yourself. So I'm not saying eat a cake after you go to the gym because that kind of diminishes all the workout you just did. But, you know, if if you want to listen to a certain podcast, maybe only listen to it at the gym and then it's a little treat or reward for you or, you know, eating a protein cookie afterwards or, you know, just... Maybe you're not on a diet and you do want to give yourself a little treat for having journaled, meditated, and read that day. There is no shame in doing that. So definitely reward the little things and don't be ashamed for having only given 50% that day because 50% is always better than zero. Yeah, progress is never linear and it's also not consistent in terms of intensity. Because there are going to be days when you're going to put in 1% and there are going to be days when you're going to put in 10 and then some days it's going to be 100. But what matters is that you're putting in 1% per day. In the book uh, Atomic Habits, the James Clare even mentions, and I'm not really sure about which two places the were mentioned, but it is about a flight that is going from destination A to destination B. And if they even change that route by like a couple of degrees, the destination changes from destination A to destination C. And a couple of degrees could make that huge impact. And it's two two completely different places. And the same thing happens when you have good habits. You might be putting in like small efforts every day. And it's going to be small degrees that are going to go in. But at the end of the day, the impact is going to be so massive that you did not expect it. And that happens. It happens with fit habits. It happens with bad habits. So just keep doing it. And you need to remember that, you know, when you were a kid, you absolutely loved lazing about and not walking around but your parents pushed you at that point when they grabbed you now that brings me to a question for you if you've read james james clear you like the book and your your audience does and they're like oh we're getting a good summary right now you guys would also like darren hardy's compound effect it's very similar but it's it is exactly what you're saying it's basically how to build habits but how to literally improve yourself one percent every day and that's pivotal that's pivotal book for me they grabbed you and they expected you to walk and now you can walk around and you can see all these amazing things around you and if they never ever pushed you out of your comfort zone you wouldn't be able to do those things so your progress will always lie outside your comfort zone and that's a fact everything's gonna be fine and with this I'll leave you with one more thing that you can work on this week and take a step closer to being a version of yourself that is confident and more, you know, clear and you have more clarity. So thank you so much for showing up and giving me your time. If you like this podcast, please share it on your social media, subscribe 
leave a remark, do anything and just tag me on TMM4. Have a great week ahead. Bye.